So I recently hit a milestone that I don't think I ever thought I would hit as an educator in the world. I guess I hadn't really thought about it, but I recently crossed the thousand student mark in the Simple Sales Blueprint, and I felt like I wanted to take a moment to kind of pause and reflect on that milestone and what it's meant for me in my business. And whether or not you're interested in creating an online course or getting into education at all, I figured that this might be a conversation that you would be interested in hearing. And when I say conversation, I guess I'm having a conversation with myself. (laughs) But when I record these, I always think about uh, having a conversation with you. But really what I'm trying to do here is practice what I preach, right? We are always climbing the mountain, whether our goal is related to work or related to our personal lives or anything else. We're, you know, focused, focused, focused on trying to get to that goal. And one of the things, one of the best things, one of the best gifts that we can give ourselves in that process is periodically turning around and kind of thinking about how we got from where we were to where we are now. Again, this is not even necessarily a goal I had set for myself. It was a, uh, it was just, I happened to look at the numbers on my little spreadsheet and see that we had crossed that mark, but it is, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, <laughs> I, I want to talk a little bit about what it was like in the beginning and kind of all the different lessons I've learned and everything else. But, you know, when I first started in online education, I had no audience. Nobody was really paying attention to me. Certainly other photographers, I was not like a known entity. I just had my little business here in Chapel Hill. I had no real email list to speak of. I uh, was just kind of starting out. I had something that I believed in, in terms of this system that I had created. Uh, It was working really well for me. And I had talked to another, enough other uh, photographers, friends of mine who were like, oh yeah, that's really interesting. I want to know more that I thought that there was something there, but really it was a, it was a leap of faith. And that leap of faith has, um, has led me on a remarkable journey. So today's episode will be short. Uh, I actually have an invitation for those of you who are, who are interested in learning more about this process and kind of the nuts and bolts, I figured for those of you who were interested, I would schedule a Zoom and we could just talk tech. But today I really want to just share with you some of the lessons and insights that these first thousand students have given me over the course of the first three and a half years of my education business. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. So, spoiler alert... Obviously, I'm talking about having hit a thousand student milestone. Uh, I'm three and a half years in. You're listening to episode 220 of the podcast. Like creating this course, the Simple Sales Blueprint, really changed the trajectory of my career and my life. I, at the time that I launched the course, had been in business as a photographer for 10 years. And that 
in and of itself changed the trajectory of my career and my life, right? I, I guess I could be speaking to you now from the perspective of someone who had been a midwife for 10 plus years, but, uh, but I'm not. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, life is an interesting thing, right? Like we, we, we don't know what's ahead. We can turn around and kind of think about the path that we've been on. But when I launched the blueprint, I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't know what to expect. I had some ideas. I, you know, had run some back of the napkin math and been like, this could really help my income. And and maybe this would be something that would be fun. And um, I had had the opportunity at that point to speak at a couple of different conferences and was enjoying the process of teaching. I felt like I had given some people some aha moments and and that was something that I was really enjoying. So I decided to kind of take a chance and put this together. But even when I made that decision, I had no idea what was standing between me and actually launching the course. For about a year prior to launching, I had kind of had the seed of this idea germinating and playing around. I had started listening to a lot of podcasts about how to create online courses and how to get into education and and the kinds of things that you needed to do and know and all that sort of stuff. I was listening recently to a book called Anatomy of a Breakthrough. It's by a guy named Adam Alter. Uh, it was a super interesting book, so highly recommend that. Um, I'm probably going to create a podcast episode about that sometime in the near-ish future because uh, there were several great takeaways there. But One of the things that the author talks about is um, sort of the exploratory phase and the he calls it the exploitation phase. So the exploration versus exploitation. So in our lives, at all different kinds of points, we go through these periods of exploration where we're saying yes to all the things. Right. In a photographer's business, it might be that you are taking jobs in you know, newborn and family and weddings and all the different things so that you can kind of get a sense as to what you like and what you're good at and uh, and all those kinds of things. And you are learning a lot. You're listening to podcasts. You're doing all of those kinds of things in the exploration phase. And then at some point, it is key. It's important that you kind of flip the switch and say, okay, I have gathered enough information. Now I'm ready to put my head down and really go deep in a direction. So um, so he talks about how you go from saying yes to everything to saying no to everything but what you're trying to do. So again, that might be the photographer who niches down. You know, you prune your Instagram feed so that you're not constantly seeing other people's photos. You kind of have a sense of your own voice and you want to exploit that. Anyway, I don't want to get too sidetracked on this, but I was doing a lot of exploration about how to get into education and teach and all this sort of things. And then in September of 2019, I really buckled down and started to build my course and put that together with the plan of launching in January. But again, I had no idea what to expect. I did not know whether anybody was even going to show up to this party. I was working so hard to to plan. <laughs> uh, and it was really scary. I invested um, $2,000 or a little bit more than $2,000 on a course to like walk me through how to build a course and kind of get all the bits and pieces. There's a lot of tech involved. There's all that sort of stuff. And that was a huge amount of money for me, especially at that time. For those of you who know a lot about my career, that was right after I had launched my uh, membership. 
So I did have a little bit more stability in my uh, in my income, but two thousand dollars as a you know I was two years into my single parenting. I was just getting my feedback under me financially, and so it felt like a huge leap of faith. But as with anything, when I feel like I'm making a huge leap of financial faith or any other kind, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I am going to do it. And so I worked my ass off for a solid, let's see, September, October, November, four months. I was just working it felt like 12 hours a day, maybe more to get everything in place. And it was an extraordinary amount of work. I just want to like stop and pause and say, for those of you who have taken the course, and of course, you know, it's changed. I've, I re-released it, re-recorded the whole thing back in 2021. So, you know, this is a couple of iterations in, but that first course was not all that far off from what you see today. And there's, you know, it's a lot of material, lots of different worksheets and all that sort of stuff. But then on top of creating the actual material, there's all of the like learning how to set up the tech and learning how to deliver that and um, all the different things. So not to belabor that point, but it, you know, it was more than I was anticipating. So, uh, so, you know, every day I would get up and I had my list. I took Christmas day off. I do remember that. But I launched on January 6th and it was it was wild. I um I remember that year at the holidays, my parents asked me what I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> and I asked for money for Facebook ads, which I didn't even know how to run at all. I was just like copying and pasting some like information that I had gotten from that course that I took that was very basic information on how to run Facebook ads. I ran a couple of ads, got miraculously, honestly, especially given that I now have a lot more information and knowledge about Facebook ads, I got 600 people registered for the little challenge that I ran ahead of my launch. And again, I mean, I look at that and I look at how much money I spent and feel like I that was a stroke of amazing luck. But during that first launch, you know, I ran the cha- the free challenge and then I had this launch and I sold 52 copies of the course, which at that point, I believe you know, the price point was was different from what it is now. I think it was $300. And, you know, we were off to the races. So it was an incredible immediate return on investment. But also more than that, it was really like a validation of the fact that all that work had been for some reason. So I went through the first kind of inaugural class of the Blueprint you know, I was going Facebook Lives a couple of times a week and giving support and answering questions and all that sort of thing. So by the next month, like mid-February, I felt like, okay, the course is actually in pretty good shape. Like I, I didn't have to change much. I added some answers to questions that people kept having and things like that. But I felt like the course was ready to go ahead and become what they call evergreen, which means that you can, you know, sign up for it at any time rather than me having to do a launch. So I went back to work to learn how to set up the tech for that and kind of make that work. And I had that ready by like mid to late February of 2020. And I remember it was funny, like I kind of hit the go button on that right as I was leaving to go on vacation in Mexico, which was a vacation that I sorely needed and had been looking forward to a lot. So I like got that done and was like, great, went to the airport got on a plane, got to Mexico, and I (laughs) cannot tell you how clearly I remember 
sitting on uh, the couch in the little Airbnb that we had rented. I was reading a book and my phone pinged and said, you know, you have a sale. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) this is this is what they're talking about, about like sitting on the beach and making money, which I have to say is now kind of laughable in my uh, in the rearview mirror. Like it was amazing that that was the first time that that like unscheduled purchase happened. But um, (laughs) in the intervening time, I have learned that it is not all sitting on the beach with like a pina colada and getting, you know, having money rain down on you. Quite the opposite. So those are all kinds of things that were amazing and wonderful and like challenging, but also really gratifying. But like it's also been a year, a few years of a lot of learning and more challenges and um, and growth in ways that I really never anticipated. So, you know, so many things have gone so well, better than I had ever imagined, but it certainly hasn't been a walk in the park. So, you know, people talk about passive income and it's it's not that it's laughable, but it's a little laughable. Like, yes, it happens asynchronously. Like, unlike with photography, I don't have to show up and do the work live in order to make that money. So it's more scalable and it's more flexible in some ways. But in other ways, this part of my job is much more time consuming than my photography business ever was. I am serving so many more people and I am attempting to speak to a much wider audience. When I you know, I'm marketing my photography business. I really only need 80 to 90 people a year. Many of those clients are already in my membership. So like that's kind of rinse and repeat. And so, you know, and it's a local audience. So I'm not trying to have a million followers on Instagram or anything like that in my photography business versus in an education business, you really are trying to connect with I don't want to say as many people as possible because that's actually one of the lessons that I've learned is that you have to rein yourself in uh, in order to maintain your sanity, or at least I do. Like, I think that in a business like this, it is easy to get into this more is better mentality where more is not necessarily better. You have to, just like in any other part of life, you want to set goals and recognize that there is such thing as enough. Um, and so, you know, this it, that has been kind of its own learning trajectory and learning curve. But in the midst of all that, you know, having to be out there constantly talking and selling and uh, marketing and all this sort of thing, I, I, you know, I think I come across as a more extroverted person than I am. I'm like one of those extroverted introverts. So finding the balance and setting those boundaries has been hard, but really necessary over time. Another thing that has been a learning curve and a challenge is the fact that this is, unlike my photography business, this is not a business that I can do alone. So in photography, many of you know, I outsource a couple of things. I outsource for sure my bookkeeping and um, accounting. That is a (laughs) non-negotiable But for years now, I have outsourced my editing as well, which has allowed me to become between that and the automations that I can uh, leverage with PickTime, Dubsado, those kinds of things. It it makes my job, other than showing up and photographing somebody, a very straightforward, pretty easy kind of a workflow. So in that business, I have a couple of contractors, but other than that, it's very, very much a one-person show. Whereas 
as my education business has grown, it has become impossible for me to do it all myself. If I were trying to do it all myself, you would not be listening to this podcast. (laughs) You would not get the customer support that you uh, are currently able to get. Um, You know, there's there's a lot of day to day work that goes into everything that we do at this can't be that hard. So it has been a learning curve for me to, first of all, be able to recognize when I need help and then step into that role as kind of the boss, right? Um, Things like hiring, I've had to let some people go and then, you know, managing people without micromanaging them because I tend to be Uh, Anybody on my team will tell you I can be pretty darn nitpicky about everything from grammar to design to everything else. And I've had to allow myself to recognize these things that, you know, are easy to talk about, but harder to to really do when it comes to accepting that, you know, B plus or A minus is good enough. Like it doesn't all have to be perfect. Working with other people, taking into account the fact that they have families and lives and um, other aspirations and goals and making space for those things. It's not that that's hard. I mean, I think that I I am happy to make space for people and all that sort of thing, but I've never been the one in charge. And I've never been the one responsible for paying those people. So the fact that I now have this team. Hang on, guys. I have a quick message for you. Did you know that This Can't Be That Hard isn't the only podcast I host? Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join the Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, you can search for and subscribe to the Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club to sign up. You know, it's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Now I have much higher overhead. So there is more pressure on this online business to generate revenue so that I can pay these people who are working hard for me and avoid having to let anybody go when they're doing a great job. So it's um, obviously I have tried to grow the business carefully, relatively slowly, but it, you know, there are things that come up that need managing and it has been, it's been a process, lots of late nights and stress and all that sort of thing. And then, you know, there's also just kind of the nuts and bolts of running an online business. It's different from running a photography business. I had the basic framework of how to run a business within my photography business, but there's totally different skills and tech involved in things like podcasting or managing a larger email list and selling an online course that, you know, I don't have, I'm not having phone calls with everyone who's considering purchasing the Simple Sales Blueprint. So, Thankfully, that piece of it feels like it is leveling out. But of course, every time you think that tech is leveling out, it keeps on moving ahead, as we all know. So, you know, now we're breaking into things like managing AI. And uh, just like I know you are all doing out there, there is a learning curve there. The other piece of 
this business that I think is distinctly different from my photography business is the fact that it is an asynchronous kind of a work environment, right? So with photography, you can edit whenever you want, or you can write emails whenever you want. But when it comes to actually photographing, you have to be in a particular place at a particular time regularly. So obviously that is still the case in my photography business, but in my education business, it is, it's one of those things where I can work anywhere. I can do my job at any uh, time. And then the deliverables happen when they're supposed to happen. All of that is great. It really is. And the, the possibilities there are amazing. However, it does require a certain amount of discipline that I feel like when I have a place and a time that I need to be somewhere and do the work, whether I feel like I'm up for it or whatever, I show up and do it. Versus it's much easier in the education business to be like, oh, I don't have to record that podcast today. I'll just do it next week. And I have learned in many cases the hard way that, you know, if I allow myself to be really loosey-goosey about that sort of stuff, it comes back to bite me. So, so many different lessons built in there. And then so many things that are the same, right? I mean, just like photography, I feel like education is basically being in the business of hospitality, right? I am here to ensure that the people who are willing to invest in me and what I'm offering have a great experience, feel like they got their money's worth. And I feel like those tenants have really served me and translated perfectly. Certainly the fact, the the lesson that I learned in photography that systems are so, so, so important that they are basically key to a successful photography business Same, same, rinse and repeat for uh, the education business. Systems have taken me time to develop, but like I think we're getting there. And they are also the thing that makes this business possible. And just like with photography, it does get easier over time. That huge like mountain that you have to climb in the beginning to get everything set up, you know, any of you who are not in the process right now of starting a photography business can look back on when you started and remember how impossible it seemed at the beginning and how now, you know, I hope most of us are able to turn around and thank our past selves for doing that work because it does get easier over time as things start to click into place and you say, oh, I see, like, this is why I did all that work back there. And then the last thing that I will say that is really exactly the same (laughs) is that you do it for exactly the same reason that you do photography, right? There is nothing like an email just, you know, with the gratitude or the story of success. It, It makes what I'm doing here 100% 100% worthwhile. So it is, uh, it is something that I will never get tired of in either of my businesses. Uh, it is truly miraculous. So, you know, there's so much more that I could talk about around this. I, I wrote a whole bunch of notes and then I kept going through my list and I was like, the general population does not care about this. The general population does not care about this. But I do have more to share for anybody who's interested. So I mentioned at the beginning, I think what I'm going to do is just host like a Zoom call for anybody who maybe has ideas about moving into the education space or starting a podcast or creating an online course. I have lots to share. I have learned a lot over the past few years and I'm an open book. Like I'm more than happy to talk about all of it. So I have put together some notes for things to talk about. And I figure, you know, if you come and you show up, 
you can ask questions uh, and I'd be more than happy to answer them. So if you're considering that or if you're already kind of on that path and would like to talk more openly and frankly, I'm going to host this Zoom call on July 26th at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll talk about the tech Uh, and the sort of pieces of that that I use and why. I will talk a bit about my marketing. I'll talk a little bit more about the money side of things and how that all works. And then just kind of the nuts and bolts of setting up and launching a course. There will be time for Q&A. You know, I think online courses and teaching can be a really great option for some people. But I also think that there are some things to consider that, you know, if you're on the fence, maybe it's not for you. And I'm more than happy to kind of talk all about that. So if you're interested, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash education and just sign up. I will send you the Zoom link and then hopefully I will see you live on the 26th. If you can't come live, you know, if you know that you're going to be on vacation or whatever, but you're interested, you can sign up anyway and I'll send you the replay And if you are listening to this at some point in the future after the 26th of July, go ahead and go to that link. Um, I'm not sure what the response to this is going to be. I don't know if there's going to be five people in this Zoom call or 50 people or 500. Maybe, you know, it's going to be hugely interesting. So depending on that, I will either just make the replay available for people later on down the road, or maybe I will, you know, make this a thing that I schedule a few of. So this can't be that hard.com slash education. But regardless of whether this is a topic of interest to you more personally, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode. This is, like I said, it's a big milestone for me. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the number of people who have tuned in over the years. Um, You know, as a business-minded photographer, I firmly believe that you elevate this industry and make it possible for so many of us to make a livable wage doing this thing that we love um, and and bringing more art into the world. And certainly, thank you to my first thousand simple sales students. I am so humbled and grateful for your faith in me and the system. And, you know, if you're like, what in the world is the simple sales system? Uh, <laughs> what is this course that a thousand people have taken? You can always check out the free masterclass I teach at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash simple. You guys have a great week and, uh, and thank you very much. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.